Hey, welcome to Sunday Afternoon Mama, a podcast designed to help you learn to create a calm and joyful atmosphere in your home. I'm your host, Hannah Riddle, a wife, mom, and former teacher living in the Pacific Northwest. I certainly don't have everything figured out, but I hope to encourage and inspire you to be the best mama you can be. Are you ready? Let's jump in. In this episode, we'll compare relaxing versus escaping, talk about old-fashioned Sunday drives, and why you might enjoy a gadget that helps you stay accountable in reaching your goals. This is episode 10. Here we go. Well, I am so happy you could be here. Today, I'm joined by my friend, Christina. Hi, I am a wife, mom, and a nurse, and I just want to say Happy New Year to all of our wonderful listeners. Yes. Happy New Year to all. So we hope you had a wonderful Christmas spent with friends and family, and hopefully it was a good chance to relax and celebrate this season with the people that you love. So we are one week into the new year. I can hardly believe it. (laughs) We've had some time to get settled back into work and school. The New Year's ball has dropped, and we too, unfortunately, might have dropped the ball. See what I did there? (laughs) On some of our goals. You can't see it, but I'm raising my hand. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just a real thing. Statistically, many people make but fail, you know, to keep New Year's resolutions. So what to do? Please don't be discouraged. (laughs) Hopefully last week you felt encouraged and inspired to craft a new kind of fresh vision for your life for the year ahead, 2018, and that big picture vision can help us accomplish our goals more naturally and even more easily. Sometimes you just need a bigger why, like a reason, a cause, and a purpose. And then it's critical to set yourself up for success, to put structures, routines, and safeguards in place that make it hard to fail. So this week, we're starting a short series and diving in a little bit deeper, talking about those big rocks. We identified three main ones on episode two. Those are personal time, time with God, and time with family. Yes, and in episodes six and seven, right before Christmas, we explored taking care of ourselves in the realm of inner and outer beauty with my friend, Ossie Eckley. So today, we're going to talk about goals for this new year. And not just the typical kind of lose X amount of pounds or read more. (laughs) We're going to craft goals based on that fresh vision for 2018 together. We'll do that by talking about that first big rock, personal time, and taking care of yourself. If you missed episode two, go and check it out. That's where we share the full backstory of the big rocks analogy from Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. To quickly sum it up, it's helpful to pick two to three big rocks, so to speak, foundational core things you need to do every day that you put in your jar, which stands for your day first, and then some smaller rocks, which are those less important things, but they still need to get done. And then the sand is everything else. Things like checking social media or watching a movie. Many of our goals will naturally be reached by putting those big rocks in our jars first. And that positive domino effect I have mentioned on this podcast before. Example here, especially from my life, if you are well rested from a good night's sleep where you didn't waste the late evening hours, let's say scrolling on your phone, feeling bad that you aren't in Hawaii right now, (laughs) you'll tend to be more positive and upbeat the next morning. This never fails for me. This is a very true phenomenon and it's just my personal example for you. If you spend some quiet time with God, for example, you'll feel peace and joy and rest in your soul. And therefore, you'll just naturally be a better person, like a better friend to others, a better wife, a better mama. So a lot of our ambitious goals cannot be accomplished if we don't take care of ourselves on this very foundational, basic level. Yes, I think often we fill our jars. Well, okay. 
I'll own it. I fill my jar with sand first, and then I'm annoyed and disappointed with myself that I didn't get the foundational or those important things done in the day. Exactly. So with personal time, I want to start off by saying this means taking care of yourself. This does not mean excessively being focused on yourself to the detriment of all around you. It does not mean only structuring your days to make yourself happy. Again, at the expense of your marriage, your kids, and your friends. Does that make sense? Yeah. So taking care of yourself doesn't mean crossing that line into selfish, uncaring behavior. Yes, what I'm talking about is taking care of your emotional, spiritual, physical, and mental health. So, for example, going to work out and take care of your body through exercise is wonderful. We've said before how we love the mood boost and the attitude check it provides and, not to mention, the stress relief. So keeping in mind that healthy balance of prioritizing your health but also being aware and thoughtful of the needs of your family as well. Here's a quick practical example. My son and I both had one of those winter colds (laughs) recently where we just weren't feeling that great, kind of under the weather, and I ended up missing some days at the gym, so I had some choices to make. Did I get dramatic about missing? No. Was I bummed? Yes, I was. But, you know, in life, there are times you have to go, you know what? A rest day is just more beneficial right now. Plus, I need to be here for my little boy and help him get through this too. Does that perspective make sense? Definitely. So one of my physical health challenges this week has been to not eat extra sweets. Although I did take New Year's Eve as a free day. um, And I think we probably all did. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that's easier said than done. And it's really hardest after the kids are in bed. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) Taking care of ourselves also means that we pay attention to how we are doing, not just physically, but emotionally and mentally. Sometimes we get stressed or pushed to the edge with family, work, social, or even societal pressures, and we lose sleep, we don't eat well, we don't exercise, and this could take a negative toll on our well-being. Paying attention means just daily checking in with your emotions, your thoughts, and just noticing any negative patterns. And sometimes your friends or family are helpful here in pointing out, hey, I've been worried about you. You seem kind of stressed or you seem discouraged or, you know, is anything wrong? What, you know, what can I do? So I would encourage you to listen when those people that you care about speak up because they're noticing something. So seek help if necessary. Support and help are readily available. So don't be afraid to admit if something could be wrong. I have learned, and this has been a long process, but I have learned just over time to accept help much more often especially since having our third child. That's kind of a humbling thing, isn't it? it? Yeah, it really (laughs) is. There's just those times when I think, I can't quite figure out, you know, how to do this or I need help. And that's when I reach out to friends or family. And you know what? It is glorious to receive help and support. When I'm dealing with stress and emotional highs and lows, I find it really helpful to journal. I'm really by no means a consistent journal keeper, but it's a handy tool to help me process or at least get the extra weight off my heart. Mm -hmm. As important as it is to take personal time to relax and do these things to help our general health, there is a key difference that we want to talk about for a moment between relaxing and escaping. So I had this kind of light bulb aha moment while thinking about relaxing versus escaping a few months ago, and I'm curious if this might resonate with you too. So relaxing is healthy. Relaxing is doing things that help you truly calm down, you know, things that are good for you, things that are good for you and your body. So I'm not talking about substances here. For me, relaxing activities can include things like going for a walk outside, getting that fresh air, that movement, that perspective by getting out of the house can be so amazing. And you can just lift your spirits, break up the day nicely. Or maybe it's a hot bath at the end of a day, reading a great book or hanging out with a friend, even just quality time with your spouse. Working in the yard. Yeah. 
Um, also what might be helpful is an experience like getting a pedicure or massage, especially if you have pain or discomfort in your physical body. Even just sitting in a comfy chair with a cup of coffee or tea can be incredibly relaxing. So here is my aha moment. What is the difference between relaxing and escaping? While relaxing is healthy, escaping is unhealthy. And it just really occurred to me over just thinking about this, this whole concept and how it plays out in my own life. So escaping is, can be an unhealthy thing and it can digress into addictions quickly. There's a tremendous amount of pressure on each of us to be super mom. Yeah. We're surrounded by unrealistic examples and beautiful Instagram shadow boxes, perfect pictures that only tell part of the story. And perfection isn't attainable. Or at least I have not found yeah. out. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> it's true. And when you combine that standard with all of the other inherent stresses of motherhood, it leaves you tired and vulnerable. As a nurse, I've seen the more obvious consequences of alcohol and prescription drug addictions. But escape in the form of social media or Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, really anything with a screen that you turn to to try to cope with a rough day is still not healthy. Um, Social media can be a great tool, yes, but when I check and recheck while the kids are ping-ponging around the house and they whine and they yell and my blood pressure is going up, (laughs) I'm really using that like a pair of red slippers. And in these moments, I'll gain nothing from social media except discontent with my own situation, which is really going to only make me want to escape even more. Yes, (laughs) yes. Um, And in those moments, when I really want to escape, I need to step back from the escape pod and make a change. Maybe I need to put on some kind of music and have a spur of the moment dance party or or get out a treat and have the kids do tricks like puppies for fruit snacks. Yeah. Anything to make them laugh and snap out of the whinies. Um, maybe we could finger paint with ketchup and mustard on the countertop. Really anything unexpected that will generate laughter. When you want to escape, you have to choose to revel in the moment. Yes. So again, reach out and just take stock of your body, your habits, your emotions, your mental health. And if you need help doing this, please, we would encourage you to talk with someone you trust. So I wanted to transition a little bit. We're still talking about taking care of ourselves, but I want to talk about accountability with this personal care for a moment, especially when it comes to getting some healthy movement in. Now, if you set yourself up with motivational rewards and surround yourself with like-minded goal-oriented people, you'll be more likely to be successful. So here's an example of what I'm talking about. Some people find it really beneficial to join a group class at a gym or have a walking partner that they walk with or, you know, joining a running group that they look forward to spending time with those people. And the added bonus is you get a workout in, you get some movement in. There's also many fun gadgets these days like the Apple Watch, the Fitbit. I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, those can be helpful to spur you on towards your goal. Personally, I love seeing those little badges or the yay, you reached all your step goals today, you know, alerts and and (laughs) then messages you get because it's just, I don't know, some people are not motivated by that at all. But people like me, you know, we are motivated by this. We're like, yes. (laughs) And so I um, need all the badges. (laughs) I need all the stickers, all the badges. Just give me all the praise for doing this. Right. And so, so some people are not motivated by that at all, but they are motivated by something like this. I'll treat myself to a new pair of jeans or, you know, fill in the blank. If I can consistently take an average of 8,000 steps a day, and I'm going to monitor it with one of these fun gadgets or just tracking it somehow, you know, for one month or one week or two weeks or whatever, whatever the goal may be. Often when it comes to our health, numbers and data can be a powerful reality check. Like, oh, I only took 2,000 steps today. You know, oops. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a Fitbit, but 
keep myself accountable. I make a note in my calendar when I go to the gym and also when I make a personal best. And it's a really nice reminder when I look back um, to be able to see what I've done. And also I, I want to be able to write that down. That yes. That I actually went. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really good. Um, So one thing I wanted to mention was that on the times I've taken trips across to Europe and like especially rural Germany and France, I was shocked. So I wore this fitness tracker of some sort. I think at that point I did not have an Apple Watch. It was some sort of Fitbit, I want to say. Or an up band. I think it was an up band. But anyways, um, the culture there was definitely more conducive to walking and being active. And we, of course, you don't have your daily routine. You don't have your your car, you know, this and that. And their little towns are definitely set up for more movement and success in that area because they're designed, you, they're to, designed walk. Yeah. to walk. Like the town square, like all the shops are down there and you just walk to your destination. It's so great. I was shocked. I got well over 10,000 steps a day. I wasn't even trying. So that was just a fun kind of lesson that I learned, life lessons that I will always remember that I can be more active. Now that again, I do want to say our towns here, like where we live, our towns aren't typically set up this way. Um, But it is good to just be more intentional about choosing an active lifestyle. So that's what I wanted to encourage you to do. This is a part of that rural culture in Europe that I really admire. And it's an element that I've attempted and tried to bring back into my daily life here in this town in the Pacific Northwest that is not a little, you know, town in France. But, you know, how can I intentionally choose that active lifestyle? So let's move on to some tips and a takeaway When it comes to taking care of ourselves, there are several things we can do to set ourselves up for success. The first one is to stay connected to friends and family for support. This will help you take care of your emotional well-being as isolation and feelings of depression can often go hand in hand. The next thing is to observe how you're doing throughout the day. Just be, you know, pay attention to your mood, emotions. If you struggle with your mood and thoughts, ask yourself why. Don't be afraid to reach out for help if you do find that you are really struggling here. The next tip is to monitor your health goals. This is where you are taking care of your physical well-being. Use some sort of system or friend or device or gadget to keep yourself accountable. If you don't have something already, try setting a goal, telling a friend, and then following up with them at the end of the week. The next one is to make time for relaxing. So we all know that like we all need breaks, especially just in this journey of life and being a mom. So make it a healthful break. If you do find yourself escaping, put a lock on that escape pod door. To quote author Gretchen Rubin, make it inconvenient to do the wrong thing. And the last tip we have for you is to just take care with the basics. You know, like sleep and water. And we all know this, but we hate to be reminded sometimes that we need that seven to eight hours of sleep. We need to eat well and drink plenty of water. And sometimes we get off track emotionally because these basics are just being neglected. So let's move on to my favorite things. And we each have some things we're going to share today. So I'll go first. I am loving writing in my journal more again, just a little bit little bit at a time. Again, like you said earlier, Christina, it's not a daily occurrence, but I'm trying to get back into that habit. It's been something I've really loved over the years, so I'm trying to do that more. I love old movies, and I've been trying to kind of get back into watching some of my favorites because they just kind of bring me comfort. It's like something familiar. I don't have to pay attention completely to the plot because I already know it, <laughs> but it's just kind of fun to watch old movies that I that I love, those classics. Um, Another thing I am loving, one of my favorite things, is some delicious smelling sage and mint lotion that I received as a gift. 
Another thing I love is my orchard apple candle. It's like this really nice smell, kind of fills the house with this great aroma. Sometimes those names just make me want to eat them. I know, totally. You buy them because it sounds like something you eat. Orchard apple, yes, I know. (laughs) Another thing is warm socks. The start of a new year, I have definitely been one of those people who loves to write and keep track and, you know, of my goals. Whether I reach them all completely or not, it's just nice to kind of set that kind of vision for the year, what I'm going to attempt to do, what I'm going to really strive to improve in my life. And one of those funny things I have done recently is cleaning out my car. So it's like, yes, so practical, but it really (laughs) made me, you know, feel good. And it was one of my favorite things I've done lately. And lastly, our Sunday drives and Saturday adventures as a family. So I know that you know what that is, but tell me a little bit more. What does that, what are those? Oh, okay. So a Sunday drive is just basically what it sounds like, a classic old-fashioned Sunday drive where you just hop in the car with your family, your kids, your husband, and you just drive. And you can pick a destination that is close by, like going around your own neighborhood and let's say looking at, you know, recently when all the Christmas lights were up, you could do that. Or you could go a little further and go to a really pretty place that you haven't explored very much. And you just look out the window maybe play some really fun music in the car. But the main rule that we have for ourselves is we cannot be on our phones. Like nobody can be on a screen because that would defeat the purpose of being connected and engaged with our kids and each other. And looking out the window, pointing out like, oh, look, there's, you know, a bunch of sheep or cows or like if you're out in the country or like, look, there's a beautiful sunset. I don't know, just taking in those simple pleasures and just kind of detoxing from the digital world for a moment. While you were telling us about that, um, my husband loves to hunt. And so we'll go on family hunting drives, which <laughs> is essentially it's a Saturday afternoon drive or a, uh, I'm saying it wrong. Oh, yeah. It's, that's essentially, it's like a Sunday drive. Yeah. Yeah. Scoping <laughs> and, out and the animals. You're, you're looking for animals, though. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. So those are Sunday drives. And then the next one was Saturday adventures. And it's just a Again, adventure is a loose term here, like loosely defined as an experience with the family. So one of our Saturday adventures a couple months ago was going bowling. We realized, oh, we've never really taken our kids bowling because they've been kind of too young for it. So now they're at this age where they could really enjoy it. So the little one stayed with my in-laws because he's definitely not ready for bowling. He's (laughs) one and a half. (laughs) Oh, I just saw all those. Um, it's like the little video bloopers of people when they're bowling and then like like they roll the ball and like oh it's just painful to watch yes <laughs> but I couldn't stop watching well I got kind of cocky because I was doing really good at first it was like I don't know it was practically beginner's luck because it's been so long since I've bowled so I'm like throwing down strikes and spare what spares is the so. other one or something spares and um I'm like walking back like Hey, like I'm yeah. just so awesome and then I really started doing poorly because oh, I think I, I got to it <laughs> yeah. walking back all yeah. cocky and yeah. I eat it <laughs> no I didn't trip or anything but I, I did start doing worse and my husband totally teased me for it he's like see you got a little too cocky there it goes before the fall exactly so anyways one time my mom I love her dearly she accidentally bowled down the wrong lane at the bowling alley <laughs> So, so I get my bowling skills from her and I um, I haven't done that, but I, I don't win any prizes. Yes. No, that's fine. So Saturday, yeah, Saturday adventures can be anything going, you know, going somewhere fun. It does not have to cost any money. It can be something outside, you know, a little camping trip, whatever it may be. So what are some of your favorite things right now? So talking about um, making healthy choices, um, one of my struggles is after the kids go to bed, if I'm watching a show and my hands are not doing anything, I just want to eat or snack. And yes. I'm like right in the fridge or like, what can I eat? And and that's not very healthy. Um, so yesterday I pulled out a coloring book that I had and was just 
coloring in that while I was watching a show. And one, it was very relaxing. My hands were busy, so I yes. wasn't eating. And it was just fun to to be doing something that's that's creative. Um, and I pulled out, did you have those little, um, they're in the yellow case, the Pentel oh, marking yeah. pens? Um, I remember those. I really, really wanted those when I was in elementary school. And I think I bought them when I was in college because yeah. I had always wanted them. <laughs> You're like, now is my time. Yes. I'm going to get the markers that I've always wanted. But anyways, I still have them and I've pulled those out and I was using those to color. And it was a lot of fun to, to just do something creative for a little bit. Um, and then one of my other favorite books is called The Checklist Manifesto. I don't know if I've mentioned it here before or not, but it's a book by Atul Gawande. And he talks about how useful checklists are for pilots and for, he's a surgeon. Oh, awesome. Um, for surgeons and and just how you can incorporate those into your life. Um, and so it's, and as somebody that likes to organize things, I really, the book really resonated with me. Um, and he's, plus he's just an interesting writer. That's cool. I need to maybe read that because that sounds right up my alley. (laughs) It does remind me of you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm all about that. Oh, man. Okay, well, let's move on to a listener question. So here is the question. What could I do to quickly boost my mood when I'm feeling like life is out of control? You know, just that feeling of being overwhelmed. Okay, well, I have a couple of ideas for you. So these tips are very much on the tactical and practical side. So I will reference some of my favorite go-to authors on the subject. I'm going to combine Marie Kondo, Gretchen Rubin, and Tish Oxenreiter. And if you've heard of those people, hopefully this is kind of a mashup of what I would think their collective wisdom could be for you. And this is what I would say. Refresh your car, your closet, and your purse. And why on earth would I say this? Okay, here's the deal. So Gretchen Rubin, a fabulous writer and podcaster who studies happiness and habits, and she's come up with a personality framework called the Four Tendencies, which is kind of amazing. Um, So she inspires me greatly. She says, outer order contributes to inner calm. Her research and other people's research on this subject has just proven this fact over and over again, which is, that's amazing. So when you are clearing out clutter or organizing a messy space, you are helping your mind and your emotions feel more at peace, more settled, more in control. When you feel overwhelmed, often it's helpful to go tackle one of these kind of quick projects that you can accomplish really easily and well. I just snapped like (laughs) in a snap. snap. (laughs) And, you know, and then you'll feel so much better like just by doing that thing. So like cleaning out the junk or trash in your car, wiping down the surfaces, vacuuming it out. Boom. Like voila. There's like one thing you did have control over. You fixed like a problem that you fixed and you will start to feel a little better. Then there's another book by Tish Oxenreiter called Organized Simplicity she wrote several years ago. She talks about simplifying just in general, like your life and not accumulating stuff just for the sake of accumulating. And this applies to kind of what you have in your closet. So the first part was car. Now we're on to closet. This is my idea for you. (laughs) So she uses this quote from William Morris in the book that I resonated with. And it says, have nothing in your house that you do not know to be useful or believe to be beautiful just a fun some fun guidelines for you so in tackling your closet and using this criteria could be helpful set a timer maybe and pick a small you know simple goal like just your shoes or just your clothes and you'll get that mood boost pretty quickly and then lastly one of the things that Marie Kondo has become famous for saying and writing about was to keep things that spark joy meaning make sure you're not being dragged down by the things you surround yourself with in your home like seeing junk or things that need thrown away or, you know, whatever, broken things, things that you don't use anymore. 
um, that don't not, like don't serve a purpose for you anymore and bring you any kind of joy when you look at them. The messy, dirty car could be one thing that's easily cleaned up. The chaotic array of makeup, keys, coins, hair barrettes, toys, baby wipes, hand sanitizer, lotion, chapstick, floss, and I say floss because I always have to have floss in my purse. I'm just paranoid of getting into a situation <laughs> at a, you know, an event where I realize that I need to use floss and I don't have any. Maybe it's like a recurring your, nightmare. Your, your dentist must like you more. Than, I hate, <laughs> he does. I hate flossing my yeah, teeth. <laughs> I know. He does. It's, I'm a good flosser. Anyways, but... I and, floss just before I go to the yeah. dentist, which is when you probably shouldn't. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So just those miscellaneous items that we might have jammed in our purses. As moms, you just tend to accumulate who knows what everything <laughs> everything <laughs> there's they, a cat in my purse i know really so like they could literally be kind of subconsciously weighing you down and contributing to that feeling of anxiety and being overwhelmed so here's a quick example i recently consolidated my wallet situation so my husband got me a new wallet that i had really wanted for my birthday a few months back and before this i was using like three systems like three <laughs> wallets which is ludicrous like Three things. I won't even describe why or how because it's just it's just embarrassing. But that's just what I was trying to do. And it was just really kind of stressful every time I'd get to the cash register to pay for something. I'd be like, which one? You know, da, da, da. And I had reasons for why they were separated out, but it was just way too much, way too much. So I felt like I could literally conquer the world once I got this new wallet. I was like, I feel so much better. I consolidated everything. I organized it. Now I know where everything is. It's one item, you know, like one wallet. Because you're usually carrying like seven. You've got yeah. your coat and everybody else's coats. Oh, yeah. And your wallet and your keys and your phone. And yes. Wallet. Yeah. So, you know, it's so just. So you don't have to have three wallets. Exactly. It was just too much. <laughs> it's incredible how quickly you can feel ready to kind of go back to whatever it is in life that is a little stressful when you've tackled one of those projects successfully and you feel that mood boost and that kind of like thrill of, oh, this project, this thing is done, it's better, it's more beautiful to look at or whatever it may, may be. So to sum up, when feeling overwhelmed, try a quick refresh of your closet, your car, or your purse. Now, there's two sides to this coin and this question that this listener asked. So if you are having a deep, more serious problem, this answer that I just gave will seem, you know, incredibly trite and very surface level. So it would not be the right solution for that scenario. But if on the other hand, you are just in a funk or feeling frustrated on kind of that surface level, I think this could hopefully be a more useful solution. So that is what I would say to that question. I want to go clean up my purse now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it. I think we should do it. All right. So now we're going to move on to our bungalow moments. Um, and the other day, my boy came home from school. He's in kindergarten. And he was telling me that there's three girls that want to marry him. <laughs> and which I'm not ready my. for that. <laughs> but when I asked him what their names were, he was like, meh, I don't know. I just run away from them at recess. <laughs> I'm like, keep running, keep running. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, I love it. That is awesome. He's not focused on that yet. So <laughs> well, yes, that is perfect. That's amazing. Okay, on a similar kind of topic, my bumblebee moment happens to be that my kindergartner, my daughter, came home the other day. This was a couple of weeks ago. We do this thing after school where you put all your papers on the counter because I have to like sort them, see if there's anything I need to sign, whatever, put it back in the folder. And she spreads out the papers and one of them, it's like, I will make up this name to protect the, you know, identity. <laughs> to protect the innocent. But basically, it was this, this boy's name. Let's just call him Charles. <laughs> so basically, she puts this paper down and it says, Charles, you know, 
five 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 two 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 blah 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 and there's like this phone number and I'm like what (laughs) and I was cracking up because obviously she's so innocent I knew this was not obviously what it looked like and I was dying of laughter because it was just the funniest thing like a kindergartner and she like puts down this like boy's phone number and name on the counter and I'm thinking like what so my older daughter the six-year-old was like in this situation too and we were all in the kitchen I'm like um so what's this about and I asked my kindergartner and she's like oh it's just this guy in my class and we're friends and I'm like yeah you better be friends just friends (laughs) and then I'm in my head I'm just totally joking but then my older daughter's like ah he just probably wants a play date or something (laughs) better be yeah yeah and I'm thinking the word date is still in there so yes, we yeah. need to you know well no, hopefully I'm as kidding. she gets older she will just always be in the habit of any yes. voice phone numbers yes. that come just go on the kitchen counter <laughs> exactly to be vetted by the parents yes. oh man we will continue to talk about taking care of yourself next week and explore some more practical and very realistic goals around areas like leisure time and hobbies like doing what's fun for you how and when yeah, how is the like, big one <laughs> how is the main question right for us mamas and and just talk about kind of talk through what sometimes hinders us from reaching these goals so it's going to be a fun conversation and we can't wait to talk to you next week Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Sunday Afternoon Mama. I'd love to hear from you. Email me at hannah at sundayafternoonmama.com. Send a little Facebook message or leave a voicemail. Just call 1-401-371-MAMA. That's 1-401-371-6262. And as always, let's notice the funny moments with our kids this week. Use the hashtag BungleBeeMoment if you would like to show us on Instagram. Be sure to tune in next week and please tell a friend or family member if you like this podcast so they can check it out too. Good old fashioned word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the news. Also, if you love the show, click subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. Come visit my website, sundayafternoonmama.com and check out our Instagram account for this podcast. It's at sundayafternoonmama, all lowercase. And there'll be some fun Instagram stories for bonus content. I'll be back with you again next week. In the meantime, I am seeking joy and peace with you so that we can be better mamas together. Take a deep breath and smile. You've got this. Bye for now, sweet friends.